Because no, we're getting into it. Um, why? Okay. Well, I mean, well, okay. okay. <laughs> um, guys, welcome to the second episode. Yes. Of Bad Turnout. Yes. We have a name. We have a name. We have some socials. <laughs> we have socials. We have a name. We got an email up. Oh, God. We've um, done a lot. Done a lot. Um, okay. Bad Turnout. It's a podcast dedicated to all things center stage. Oh. Is that our tagline? That's a good tagline, right? That's a good tag. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, good, good, good. Just all things, I think, I think like the dance that stemmed from center stage. Yes. Like some Mm -hmm. center stage to me was my introduction to the power of dance. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. I, yeah. Like, I feel like center stage was my introduction to the power of like dance movies and dance media, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a real like. That was the one that I can remember in my mind. Oh, I sure. Had, I had taken dance classes as a kid, mm-hmm. but like center stage was like, ooh, oh, the, yeah. the power, the the dance movie yeah. was center stage. Because it's so well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, cause, and I think you and I are like, we're both like of a, the same millennial situation. Yeah. And um, we both saw center stage at the same time had our eyes open at the same time it was should we introduce it ourselves oh yeah <laughs> hi i'm becky i'm diana and we're, <laughs> we're <laughs> obviously as you can tell we're center stage fans oh guys we just watched center stage two. two center stage two turn it up turn it up was it turn it up or turn up the heat um hang on i have it i have it up we literally uh, just finished watching it. It really actually, it's called Turn It Up. Yes, oh, it is center it stage, up. turn it up. Well, the heat was turned up too. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Oh boy. <laughs> it really does bother me though that it isn't center stage pot, pot de deux. Deux. Yeah. Because that's like very much of the two variety. Exactly. Pot de deux is dance of two people. There's so much, uh, there's a huge pot de deux uh, to do <laughs> in this movie. It's well, all about the pot de deux. I feel like this movie knew that none of their dancers could like, dance. dance. Yeah. And so they were like, let's just put more of them on stage and distract Right. Uh, yeah. Which led to a lot of like pas de deux classes. Yeah, yeah, because that's all they could do. Like it's like they can't like these these bozos can't like hold themselves up on their own doing dance moves. So they gotta hold on to each other so we don't have to like deal with any insurance risks of like oh, God. you know. I was so scared for the main actress. Yeah, Rachel uh, Brooksmith. Rachel Brooksmith. Yeah. Who is a delight, guys. This is delight. Okay. Well, all right. So let's <laughs> Let's refocus. Let's refocus <laughs> and introduce this movie. The the movie Center Stage, Turn It Up, the movie that destroyed the legacy of the first Center Stage, which is the most perfect movie of all time. It did. Um, it really it really did. Yeah. Center Stage takes place in, you know, a few years later. Um American Ballet Company still going strong. Uh best place to um dance and it's still it's still the best place to dance jonathan is still teaching he's still teaching cooper nielsen he's back cooper nielsen within three minutes of the movie starting they've just been like and you failed and you're back yeah just everything they set up in center stage one Mm -hmm. they were just like in three minutes they were like was a failure yes which is a good reminder of what life is, really. It really was. It really introduced like this good like art versus life um, conflict into the movie that we saw throughout the rest of uh, the three acts. Um, Clearly, they thought this movie was good enough to make a third. Yeah. Which I am excited about. Here's what I was thinking as we were watching it. I was like, 
this movie's terrible. Like, did they try to make the third movie to, like, undo this movie? You know, to, like, undo how terrible the se- second one is? But the third one is worse than anything. And so they just, like, shot themselves in the in the toe. They just, like, bit. tried so hard but messed it up further. It's they like messed when, it further. It's like when cooking is going bad yeah. and you're like... <laughs> Oh, shit, I put too much sugar in it. Maybe I'll just, like, put some baking soda to, like, yeah. counteract. And then it's like, oh, it's too soda-y. I'll put more sugar in. Yeah, like, and then it's like... Uh, maybe in another egg. And yeah. then you're like... <laughs> and then you're just burnt down a building. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly what happened. Like, it's sad. It's sad, really, if you think about it. It's just a huge tragedy of what happened to the Center Stage franchise. What's well, um, like... So this movie came out in 2008, and I mm-hmm. really feel the recession in it. Oh yeah, it's just—it's all about class struggle. It really is, though. It is. It's, yeah. It 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 is the bringing uh the beginnings of like privilege talk. It is. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it is very much uh you've got this self trained dancer who trained herself off of DVDs mm-hmm. uh versus the richest woman I can imagine. Uh-huh. She just seems to have the most powerful father ever. Yeah. Um. And just struggling to dance, you know, yeah. wanting to dance. And the rich person gets into the school and she has money versus the person who has no money, who doesn't get into the school. And, you know, it really um, shines a light on um, the class struggle. It really does. Although it also si- shines a light on how ill-prepared Kate Parker is for the entire journey true yeah i don't want to sell her make her too innocent so kate parker learned to dance via videos there's a lot of like um on the like dance battles on the street you know oh yeah it starts with a real classic um like the hip-hop dance street battle yeah that like i think happens a lot in dance in like ballet movies where they're like oh we want to show like a ballet dancer (laughs) is cool Mm -hmm. so she like street dances she's a street dance it was almost like it was like the beginning of step up a little bit a little bit yeah i think maybe that's what this movie was trying to do was be a step up you trying to bring in the step up audience yeah this is is very peak step up time it is this is like Mm -hmm. oh the 90s were center stage now it's the or early 2000s the early 2000s it's like was center mid, stage yeah and then mid 2000s was all like, about step up it's all about step up give and us that club dancing yeah and like the people with center stage are like well we have this franchise what are we gonna do everyone's into step up and it's like well let's take up gamble and go into step up territory and boy was it a step down <laughs> Ooh, that was excellent wordplay you're welcome Ooh. you're welcome for that um okay so um what was I saying? Oh, okay. So Ra- Rachel Brooksmith, Kate Parker, that's the character's name. She like all like one day is like I'm leaving to go to New York and I'm going to dance at the American Ballet Academy. Packs up her one suitcase, puts it all in her car, drives that car to New York City. Uh drives like times her trip from Michigan to New York <laughs> to <laughs> The audition time, like she's like, I got to arrive at 9 a.m. So I guess I'll leave at 2 a.m. Like not even an overnight. She just hops in and and jets over there. She just hops in, gets a great parking spot, just Mm. hops on in with her rolly suitcase. Yeah. 
Of course. And it shows up late to uh, to the audition. And she shows up late. She's not in her pink tights, black leotard. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I just want to point out that in um, Center Stage um, 1, um, Zoe Saldana was called out for it. Yes. And here's Kate Parker not called out for it. And I found it... Um, Oddly, it was weird that it wasn't called out. Yeah, and she has a ponytail. She's oddly got she's got messy hair. Yeah. She's got hair in her face, which she, Zoe Saldana also got called out for. Yep. Mm-hmm. No one calls her out on that. No, yeah. Also, in center stage one, they seem to have auditions all over the country. And mm-hmm. in center stage two, they only have auditions <laughs> in New York. Yeah. Have they cut back? They've lost some money. They lost some money. Yeah, I feel like well, you know, the whole Cooper Nielsen debacle just made people lose their faith in again. It's the recession. It's the recession. Yeah, you the know what? You're right. Of the recession. It is like it is a really good morality play of um, the beginning of what happens when recession happens. You We're can't, starting to see the crumble. Yeah, you can't give to ballet companies. Um, um, yeah. Okay. So Kate Parker audition she's so sure she's gonna be a ballerina but lo and behold they put the paper up with all of the names all the ladies are like you know they all gather around and be like is it me is it my name and it's like oh my name's there my name's there and then lo and behold you know whose name isn't there it's kate parker no kate parker on that list no kate parker on that list insane that they 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 cast a school class in a day uh-huh. And then just post it immediately. Yeah. In an hour, they're like, okay, we got our class. Yeah. Again, the other class, the uh, center stage one, nationwide auditions. Right. Just really trying to create a class mm-hmm. that's really sloppily thrown together. Yeah. But Kay Parker, not on that list. Kay Parker doesn't get on the list, and boy, is she fucked. She is. She told her sister uh, that she was already in the company. Yeah. She left her deadbeat dad. Um, who doesn't even look at her as she e- leaves. No. He's like a lottery addict, it seems like. It, yeah. There, there's a certain level of like, I, I feel like that should be a harsher comment. Like when she's like, he'd rather spend his money on lotto tickets. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a real, like they were really going for a PG-13 rating or something. They just wanted to tone it all down. Yeah. Instead of like, he'd rather spend his money on, you know. Hookers or or like like meth or booze. Even booze. I would have taken beer money. Like I would have accepted that. Lotto tickets. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Especially like you're bringing up, it's like a recession thing. Like we're all fucking trying, man. Like what, like. Like, it's kind of like you're kind of dissing the lottery industry. And sometimes people just want to, like, see if they won the lottery. Like, there's, like, this weird connotation that she gives. Like, when she's like, my dad would rather buy lottery tickets. Well, here's the thing. She's trying to become a ballet dancer, which is which is in its own way a lottery ticket win. You know, it's a huge, crazy odds. And she believes in that. And so why not allow her father to get a lotto ticket? No, right. it's perhaps he's spending too much money on lottery tickets. And then that's a problem. But she doesn't say that. She's not like my dad is an addict or like my dad is a bad dad. He's just like my dad buys lottery tickets and it doesn't like ballet. She was fine with leaving her 13 year old sister there. I know. So yeah. I mean, he can, can't be that bad. Exactly. Yeah. If he was that bad, she'd be like, I'm going to bring my 13 year old sister with me. But it's all like, oh, he'd rather like watch TV and play the lottery. Like we all should be. My dad's great. I don't know what I'm talking about. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, that's OK. It's fine. That's a, that's a I just fine. feel like 
there's a, it, I, they just had to get rid of the dad. Like mm-hmm. he just needed to be gone mm-hmm. and not care because like it's just about the sisters. It's about her mm-hmm. being alone in New York, figuring it out. And so she doesn't need an adult influence checking in on her. Sure. It's just yeah. like a, you know, why fantasy novels starring kids are always about orphans because you need you can't yeah lack parental supervision 100 percent. i think that's why did you ever have an orphan i again i love my parents did you ever have an orphan fantasy growing up like you wished you were like little orphan annie and you had like your friends and you like lived yeah like oh like in an orphanage um so i think so my where i would have gone because like you know that at, at a certain point you find out well, like if if you if you go south parents mm-hmm. uh where will you be sent i would be sent to my aunt who was like big into theater big into horses like had horses on a ranch and i was like obsessed with her i was like she is the coolest woman alive mm-hmm. um and so i felt like i was more just like oh man if all my parents died i could live on this ranch with horses <laughs> I hear that. I 100% hear that. Like, I was like, I was like, that would be cool, right? I, I don't want them to die, but like, that yeah. would be like a silver lining. Of course. Cause there is, like, I just remember, um, remember that movie? I think it was called It Takes Two, and it was with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. And it was like kind of this ripoff of uh, a parent trap a little bit. Is that the one where they are, they meet at a camp and one of them's an orphan mm-hmm. and, and she, works at like a junkyard yeah. or something. Uh-huh. I do know that movie. So when she's like in the actual orphanage, like in uh-huh. the orphanage in orphanage proper, the it looks cool in there. Like each bed has like like everyone has like their cool like bed that they designed and all of their artwork is on the wall and like everyone's like friends and like full like you know like having fun and playing games all day. Mm-hmm. Like a summer camp vibe. It's a summer camp vibe. And I was just like now that sounds fun you know you're just like playing make-believe all day like you know uh madeline exactly having like you know beds all in one room i know you're all whispering you're wearing yellow jackets yeah and like you're falling into the sun or whatever she does i feel like uh i don't know if those orphanages exist i mean i imagine i think like the oliver twist one might be more accurate and that is would be terrible like that would be terrible terrible. but there's just like something about like having like a ragtag group of kids you make your own family you like are left to your own devices Mm -hmm. and like you're just like but again it's also like when you're a kid all kid like entertainment is about orphans or like about i don't know like a distracted single parent or something because because the kid has to have like basically this latchkey lifestyle um to go on these adventures where no one will care about them right um and so i think like a lot of my childhood was like oh if i could just like get rid of my parents i could go on these adventures (laughs) like not like that was like what I, in my mind my i was parents. like that's what hol- is holding me back from being a wizard uh it's sure. my parents being alive yeah i mean even like harry potter you know you yeah. think about it like all of those kids are like weird magic kids and they're like oh i can like leave and like go to this really cool school and like make things float or whatever you know they yeah those children do but like you can't fight a dark lord if you have parents because your parents are gonna be like no don't do that yeah, they'll be like, Eat we your love parents. you too much yeah <laughs> Stop it. Stop putting your life on the line. It'll make it'll make Ooh. everything we worked for for nothing. We worked so hard. We sent you to camp. Yeah, we're not don't don't put yourself in danger. 
Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I will say, and this is off topic, but going to the back to like the um, parent trap and it takes two. Mm-hmm. Any sort of, uh, oh, our parents split up twins. <laughs> what an insane thing to do as an as a parent. Yeah. It's just be like, I guess I'll just take one. We'll each take one twin. And then just forget that I have another kid. Because yeah. they look alike. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. They're just, they're basically the same person. It's like when you have like two, well, it's literally when you get an egg and there's two yolks in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like literally what twins are. But like. And then you take one of the yolks and give it to <laughs> your <laughs> ex-husband who lives in London. Exactly. It's like, here, I have make an egg Benedict with it and I'll make my own egg Benedict with it. And we'll each have our own egg Benedict and pretend that we're not in love with each other anymore. have you ever seen um like double yoked eggs like advertised like you can buy them no because i i occasionally i've seen it and i'm like where why would this be needed i like it is a thing like one time i was like house sitting for a friend and they had all double yoked eggs and i and uh, and this is also um sorry I luxury ate i was like eating your eggs and uh, sorry friend um but i was like whoa two yolks and then i like was like yeah nice and then the next day when i made breakfast it was like another egg and i'm like oh my god two yolks i bet they had one of those double yolk cartons yeah i guess it's a double yoker oh man <laughs> double yolk it's a double yoker man oh it was it was what a what a treat i mean i really do love a runny yolk so i guess two runny yolks would be like a real yeah. luxury for me i would take yeah. that i guess it's also like being Cheap. To close the sun. Yeah. <laughs> too decadent. Too, too decadent. It's like also being like cheap because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, two eggs for the price of one, you know? It really, yeah, it really does. <laughs> like, all I can think of is like, oh, if you like had a recipe that required a lot of egg yolks and you didn't want a lot of egg whites, maybe you would do double yolks and yeah. then be like, oh, now I don't, I don't have to make as much meringue with the right. egg whites. Or, yeah. Absolutely. I, don't, I yeah. don't know. There's very little you can do with an egg white. I know. You can um yeah, meringue it. You can you can put it in a cocktail. Oh yes, you could. Yeah. You could froth it into a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Froth into a cock. I will say <laughs> froth into a cock. Froth that cock. Oh god. Uh, what podcast is this? Oh wait, no, never mind. Okay. <laughs> get out of your romance podcast, know, which sorry, was just everyone. featured on Deadline. Oh my god. Very exciting. Thank you. But this is different. I mean, this is a different podcast and I gotta It's less exciting. No. No, I No, I just like just when I hear froth and cock, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're just, you've got your mind set my, up my, for it. My mind set up for I it. will say, okay, speaking of egg whites, egg whites, I'm thinking of like an egg white omelet. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of dieting. This movie has a real, um, oh, you're not like other girls syndrome. <sighs> yes. Like they really show that uh, Kate Parker is super cool because she like drinks beer and eats a Snicker bar and mm-hmm. like they're like, oh my God. Like, that's so crazy. You're a ballerina that eats candy. Yeah. And, like, she makes a point of it. And then there's, like, several scenes where they, like, glorify her eating ice cream. Mm-hmm. And it just, to me, and then, it, like, another scene, they have, like, the prissy ballerinas and they all order Cosmos in a vodka tonic. And he's like, oh, God, roll my eyes. Right. And yeah. It yeah. It just bothers me. Because I'm like. I am bothered by that, too. The The cocktail thing really bothered me. Because it's like, first of all, you know, like, he's like, oh, like, okay, so Kate Parker doesn't. She's, like, working at this bar. And the guy, the love interest is like, oh, let me guess. Like, you're uh, really into, uh, let me get a uh, vodka tonic and, and uh, Cosmopolitan. And she's like, no. And then she, like, 
chugs a beer and he's like, oh man, a ballerina chugs a beer. That's so hot. And then like later the prissy ballerinas come in and they're like, oh, what do you want? And she's like, um, I want a Cosmo and a vodka tonic. And he's like, oh, uh, and like, who, Cosmos are good. Vodka tonics are good. Those are totally fine drinks. Yeah. Also, if you were really going to, and this was, this bothered me. If you really were trying to go for no calories, you do a vodka soda. Tonic water has quite a bit as calories. Does it really? Yeah. Interesting. Because they have tonic, they have diet tonic now. Oh, so okay. it's like tonic is a soda. It, okay. It has calories. It's not, not as much as like a, like a Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. but like the true, oh, I want to have the least amount of calories possible mm-hmm. drink is a vodka soda, not right. a vodka tonic. Yeah. And so that like also bothered me because I'm like, right. that's so close. I like, mean, why? On. Yeah. But even like a Cosmo, it has like cranberry juice. It's like sugary. I mean, I mean whatever. It, all I remember from Cosgo, uh, Cosmos being popular um, from Sex in the City is that I think they're truly terrible drinks. You do. Yeah, I, they are. I'm not a big fan. I mean, I haven't had one in a while. Um... But I like that they're pink because I'm girly. I do like a pink drink, um, sure. Who doesn't like a pink drink? Um, and um, but it's like cram, it's like cranberry juice and vodka. So it is like I just feel like it's like something you like Cosmos to me or something you drink in college, but in a fancier glass. Sure. And maybe that's why I like them because it's like I don't. They're like you know cocktails that have like egg whites in it. I'm like I don't know what that is, but like a Cosmo. I'm like I know what that is. I might also. I um, drank that. <laughs> like I I understand. I understand. I also am a uh, not a big fan of the martini glass. Um, you spill so easily. With so those. easily in yeah. a club setting. No, thank you. No, I'm asking for it. Yeah, like I can't even like be at a like a dinner where you're just sitting. Someone's like, here's a, mar- for some reason I'd order a martini. I don't know why. Um, and I wouldn't be able to like keep the drink in. I occasionally uh, order a martini. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of a dry gin martini with a twist. Uh, but I do um, drink the first two sips while it's on the table like a cat. Now, like just oh, like a. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, and, I'm going to do that. And get a little. And so it's like, there's nothing classy about me drinking this martini. But you're, you know. Yeah. But I do, I do enjoy it. It's a I lot mean, of alcohol. Yeah. It's a good. Yeah. Good gut punch if it, you want to get a little <laughs> you drunk. You just need to get, you just need to. <sighs> no, I get it. I get you. I might need a martini <laughs> right now. <laughs> the last time I order, so I don't like olives. Um, mm-hmm. So I order it with a twist. Uh, and the last time I ordered a martini, they gave me a dirty martini with a twist. And a dirty martini is when they just pour olive juice into the martini. Yeah. And I'm like, are you like, it's just like with a twist is such an insane thing to order a dirty martini with. Like mm-hmm. if you're ordering a dirty martini, you, you take the olives. And so I was just like, so I was more just baffled at like right. how that happened. Yeah. Like they, they, you know, comp the drink and whatever. Oh, and I got in, great. you know, yeah. I got a new one because yeah. I wasn't going to drink an olive juice uh, no. drink, but I, mean, I was just like no. so baffled why anyone would like see that order and be like, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> They wouldn't, like, turn back around and be like, hang on a second. Like, I got a question. Yeah. <laughs> Just following orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, what bar do you go to? <laughs> this was at Petit Trois. Oh, I know where in, that is. In, yeah. Uh, it was the one in the valley. Okay. Um, I was having dinner with my parents. Aww. Uh I tend to drink heavily the most with my parents. Why um, not? Because yeah. they are, like, a real... Um, probably like two bottles of wine a night for two 
kind of couple. Yeah. Uh, and so when I'm with them, I, I just. You got to keep up. I rack it up. Wow. Oh, yeah. My mom can drag me under the table easily. And she is probably like eight inches shorter than I am. I'm impressed. Yeah. I, yeah. That's she's, crazy. She, you know, she's got years of pickling her insides to cover it. Her insides are pure sauerkraut. A lot of probiotics. Anyway. Um, back to this movie. Oh, yeah. Back to the eat shaming movie. Of yes. Because it. it's just, I feel like ballerinas, whenever I see something with ballerina, it's always like eating is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But when I see like documentaries with them, they eat all the time. They like, do eat a lot. Yeah. They Because they're burning a lot of calories. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's not a big deal. Um Unless, like, the in, for the documentary, they're putting on a show, but... I mean, I can understand, like, um, you know, um, like, eating disorders. Like, obviously, that is an entirely different yes. different thing. But um, do, you, do you just remember that, that series that was, like, on point, and it was with that, at that ballet company that took mm-hmm. place? Do you remember? In, like, Utah? In Utah. In yeah. Salt, it was the Salt Lake City Ballet. And I think about that show all the time, because everyone on that show, A super good looking mm-hmm. B speaking of eating remember the prima ballerina she, I just remember like she's like before every show every opening of a show like her um her her tradition was to have an egg an egg sandwich on a croissant <laughs> and she would like n- like chow down on this egg sandwich on a croissant and then go and dance ballet and be like perfect oh. and I'm just like oh my god like that na- now I wish I were <laughs> <laughs> ballerina i remember that uh series because they had the uh so sad they had like the best friends and one of them was like this rising star in the company and then the other one like got cut from the company yeah that was and rough. she had to like go find a new position and it was that was that was hard that was hard it was sad she comes did you watch the second season yeah she goes to visit her and it's like okay she's doing fine but it sucks to have to like leave your friends yeah yeah it's such a hard thing too i mean talking about privilege there is that level of so to find the new position she has to like go contact companies and like request an audition and then fly herself out there and Mm -hmm. uh it's a lot of money it's a lot of money you spend on your own to find this position where you're getting paid very little yeah and i mean but and that's the thing like we're all like i'm talking about us now like we're all willing to spend money and work for no money and it's like well if we're those people are out there then yeah these ballet companies are not gonna like pay you you know i mean that's what kind of is happening now i think like people are saying enough um Mm -hmm. and you know you know stopping this uh rampant like oh yeah if you want it if you're willing to do this for free then why should we pay you yeah and then people are like no you gotta pay me this is work like just because you like the work that you get to do doesn't mean like you should do it for free right yeah 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 and it's like I'm like just like whining about my life. Um, no, but like yeah, like there's like something like yes, I'm not gonna like go to an like a black box theater where I'm like performing a 15 minute long improv set and be like pay me. Yeah, you know. But if it is like for like something that it's like this person has a lot of money, you know. Yeah, it would probably I'm doing work for you. I mean, well, and that's the other thing. So uh, coming back to this, uh, oh this yeah, movie. what's this podcast about? <laughs> yeah, okay, oh, sorry. Well, um, yeah. talking about wealth and privilege is um, so she, uh, Kate Parker, um, loses out uh, on this position because she would need a scholarship 
whereas uh, Suzanne von Stroth, mm-hmm. um, the blonde villain of this movie. And we, and villain is in quotes, and we're saying it sarcastically. She is so misunderstood. Misunderstood. All she wants is just, if anything, she's just following signals that are there. Yeah, she wants to be, like, a good dancer and be successful. And, like, for some reason, they think, like, she's, like, sabotaging someone else somehow. Yeah, she brings in uh, her dance partner to a rich person's party, her father's party, and they dance for some reason at the party. Um, And then uh, Kay Parker is there catering, Mm -hmm. uh, being the the cater waiter, uh, and uh, throws this big fit... And I'm like, I don't know. I might be on Suzanne's side. I've always been on her side. Like, okay, like, you know, obviously Suzanne is is not going to be the woman that Tommy ends up with. We're not rooting for them to be together romantically. Like, no, like they should, he should be with Kate. But like coming in late after you spent the night at your girlfriend's house, like coming in late to your pas de deux class. Yeah. When your partner has to work with someone else and like we're supposed to be on his side here because she's like, you're late. This is important to me. And we as the viewer are supposed to be like, oh, that bitch. When it's like, no, she's like, like she should, like she, it shouldn't be like too much for her to ask for her partner to be on time to class. And also there and he drops her and like that is a terrifying thing. Yeah. If you are a ballet dancer and you get dropped, you can get seriously injured and ruin your career mm-hmm. from someone else dropping you. And so you have to put your entire weight and trust onto this person. And he drops her and then she is upset about it rightfully. Yeah. And he's like, Oh God. Exactly. And like I think the filmmakers were trying I, I'm assuming that for us as viewers, they wanted us to be like, ha ha, the bitchy girl fell over. And it's like, n- is that what you were wanting us to think? Because no, that like sucked for her. It sucks for her. It's also like the entire time. It's not even, oh, she's a worse dancer, but she has the money. So we'll let her in. She's equally as talented as Kate Parker. Mm-hmm. She just, I guess, doesn't have this heart or something or she's just like a little stiff or s- I don't Maybe. know yeah they're it, like she has good techniques her technique is perfect and Peter Gallagher boy does he love perfect technique oh he is a technique he's all about that <laughs> he loves that technique uh I do want to talk about Tommy the yeah. love interest love interest Tommy um Tommy double studs Double studs. His name is Thomas Anderson, which um, also the name of Neo in The Matrix, um, um, which had already come out. Was that? Oh, that it was, was ninety nine. Matrix was ninety nine. This okay. was ten years later. Okay, and they were like, "Good name, let's yeah. take it." Yeah, because obviously, like, oh, we need to think of an everyday man name. I do hate naming uh, characters. Oh, sure. So I'll take whatever. But I'm fine with it. It was just like it. Just when I, it wouldn't have bothered me until like one character was like Thomas Anderson, <laughs> yes. and it was like that's the guy's line in the ma- like I wouldn't have even remembered n- his name in the Matrix if it wasn't for Thomas Anderson. Like they said the line in the same I way. I bet they were like, "This is gonna be like a winky winky Easter egg," and they were like, <laughs> oh, "Oh, in that case." And then a- they were plus. like, "They were like, say it like that. It'll be funny." Yeah. Like, they were like, "Oh yeah," and it's like when you're on set and you're blind to what other people fair care enough. about. Yeah, fair enough. Here's yeah. what bothered me about him is that he is a hockey player. He's a hockey player. 
Um, I said that as if I hadn't just watched a movie where that's all they talk about. Uh, it's like he's a hockey player. He has three concussions. So he decides to change to be a ballet dancer because I guess they took ballet classes to gain stamina for skating, mm-hmm. which is something a lot of athletes do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jean-Claude Van Damme said ballet is the hardest sport he ever did. Mm, yeah. And he can do a splits on two trucks. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. There you go. Uh, and he decides, so he's like, okay, I'm going to switch to be a ballet dancer. But then the entire time he like seems to miss hockey. There's yeah. like a whole part of like, they go on the, the world's worst date, um, <laughs> which is mostly because neither one of them can act really well. Uh, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, but you love dance. And he's like, oh yeah. And it, at no other point did it seem like he really loved dance. It just sort of seemed like he was like, I'm just going to my plan B, which is a ballet dancer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he was like, I made it. There was like some line where he was just like, I made a choice to become a ballet dancer. Like, it's a, it's always a choice. And it's like, well, y- y- like choosing... Is this your passion, though? Like, there's making a choice. Like, we make choices all the time. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, following your passion. Because you also could have just, like, quit hockey and become an accountant. Yeah, like, or, like, think of, like, he doesn't, like, it maybe might have been, like, an editing thing or a writing thing where they, like, didn't include the line of, like, oh, I realized that, you know, when I was doing ballet while I was studying hockey, like, that's where my heart was. Yeah. You know, like he didn't have that. It was just like, oh man, I got smashed by a hockey puck too many times. So it was like, I guess I'll do ballet. And it's like, what the fuck? I think what bothers me is like when they're talking about their younger siblings and she's like, oh, do you want your younger brother to be a ballet dancer? And he's like, no, mm-hmm. he's a hockey player. And I'm like, so do you like this or not? Like where, like where are, yeah. that's the response. Cause like, I feel like if he was like, oh yeah, like I would love it for him to become a ballet dancer or like, yeah, he's super interesting. You know, some difference. He just seems so against his brother entering the ballet world, which supposedly he loves and is invested in. Yeah, but and it seems like such a burden to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and isn't and also for someone who like has been repeatedly injured by the hockey world, seems totally fine for her the brother to like participate in hockey. Right? Yeah, it's very confusing. Um here's a thing that that bothered me is so Kate Parker doesn't get into the theater because they're like, Oh, or, you know, like you don't have enough experience Mm -hmm. yet. There's a scene with Tommy and Cooper Nielsen, um, where Cooper is like giving him advice of like, Oh, you got to like think outside the box. I don't even know what that scene was. He's like, you got to think outside the box. But like one of the lines he says is like, Hey, I know you don't have that much experience being a ballet dancer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's such bullshit. Like Kate Parker probably has more, she does have more ballet experience than him and she doesn't get in. And yet he is like half is like half committed to being a ballerina. It's different for men. I know. I remember there was a, uh, a guy in my high school who like, I would say junior year, like, effectively came out of the closet without coming out of the closet mm-hmm. and started doing ballet. And, like, within a year was, like, working with a professional company. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then there's women who have been dancing since they were, like, three who are struggling for it. And he was right. like, I know. Like, he's like, yeah, it, yeah, it's unfair. Uh, not, you know, he's going to have a longer career. And, uh, yeah, there's like, the bar is so much lower for men. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that did bother me in that sense. Uh, but I did 
love later in that scene when Cooper Nielsen also dance battles uh, the young male lead for some reason. That scene is the one scene in this movie, in center stage of the movie, where we see ballet. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. That is the one scene where we're seeing a ballet dancer do ballet. We don't see that anywhere else in this movie. Yeah, I mean, most of the time they're just like, oh, like we're going to break dance, I guess. Yeah, it's they, a lot of break dancing. It's a, a lot of break dancing for a ballet movie. It's not about, you know what? Center stage, too. Not a ballet movie. Oh, that's why it's turn it up. They're turning it up to what? From ballet to break dancing. <laughs> I guess break dancing is somehow better on the totem it's just, pole. It's just uh, like dialing on like, mm-hmm. a, yeah. like an alphabetical scale. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you're right. This isn't a ballet movie. Yeah. Um, even the last uh, scene where they do a final dance, um, spoiler alert, uh, she gets cast in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's modern dance. It's modern yeah. There is literally a scene where Cooper Neal's, where like Jonathan. Oh, yeah, this is uh, a great Peter scene. Gallagher yeah. is like, ah, oh, Giselle, Swan Lake. And then like Cooper Nielsen comes back with like Twyla Tharp, Bob Fosse. And I'm like, neither one of those are ballet dancers. Yeah, because like, he, because like they were having this argument of like letting people in. Like, do they want someone with good technique or someone with, you know, whatever charisma? And like, you know, uh, uh, what's his name Jeffrey Peter Gallagher is like Jonathan uh, Jonathan. he's like you need good technique for Swan Lake you need good technique Mm -hmm. for Giselle and then like Cooper Nielsen's like well Twilight Farp and Bob Fosse and it's like like that's not ballet like like, yeah go do some Broadway yeah like like, then you're not that's not what they're talking about and it's like Bob Fosse and Twilight Tharp weren't like where they weren't ballerinas thinking outside the box. Like, Bob Fosse was a tap dancer. Yeah. You know? Twilight Tharp does modern dance. She's a modern dancer. Uh, I I do feel... And uh, you can have, like, cool modern ballets that are still ballets. Like, I've seen them. Of course. They're very... They're, they're in center stage one. <laughs> center stage one. <laughs> Get that motorcycle on stage. Yeah. There is a motorcycle in this movie. Thank God. Oh, thank God that motorcycle made an appearance. But I, <laughs> If they didn't, I would have punched my TV. But they don't ride it. Uh, no. I do They didn't really, have the insurance uh, clearance in this. <laughs> Only Cooper Nielsen could yeah. ride it. I'm pretty sure it's not Cooper Nielsen riding that motorcycle. Uh, I did really love uh, Kate Parker. Um, so uh, Suzanne Von Stroff dances uh, with Tommy Anderson, Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, at the rich people party. Um, so she runs away. <laughs> and in like real girl fashion, like puts blue streaks in her hair and then just like spikes out, straightens her hair. It's just like real mid two thousands. Yeah. Like this is like her dark night of the soul. But it's also gone in all the other scenes. It's just like this yeah. one scene where she's like, and then Saul, um, who owns this club, oh, Sal. Sal, Sal, oh Sal, excuse me, it's Sal. Uh, it's Sal, but. I, I can tell you right now, whatever you're thinking of, whatever image you have of who this is, yeah. it's wrong. It's wrong. So so Kate Parker gets this job at a club. Like when she doesn't get into the dance mm-hmm. dance academy, she gets this job at the club and the love interest is there and she's like in the club, like dancing. She's da- So she, Kate Parker goes to the club and like has this great dance sequence and, and her love interest is there and they're doing this great dance sequence and the love interest, his friend Sal owns the club and so then he's like 
the, the night is over and he's like, Sal can probably get you a job here. And then like we meet Sal and he's this, um, this is like the surfer dude, this surfer you know, dude. He actually, um, he looked like a PA. Like he looked like they look like, Oh man, the actor who played Sal died. You, you're the grip. Get in here. You're Sal. Get on in. Yeah. He's like got like long hair. I mean, it was just like, it's so insane. I don't even think he, she asked for a job. I think he just offers her. He one. offers her a job. He offers her a job. He's like, he she finishes dancing and he's like hey do you want a job here and she's like well what do we have to do and and he was like oh we do everything which really implied that she was about to become a prostitute it doesn't Um, it doesn't sound like any other thing other than like giving blowjobs which because also like why would it not just be i guess being a cocktail waitress which is what she becomes that's what she becomes and he's not like do you have waitressing experience no he loves that dance I dare you to go on a job interview and just like be like, do 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 a dance instead of the interview. How do you think like, I've gotten any every job <laughs> I've ever gotten what through do you think dance? We do here, yeah. <laughs> like, um, thank My you. resume is just a YouTube link to me <laughs> dancing it out, um, in a, like inappropriate places, just Great. silently, no music. I love it. You are hired. I I did really love uh, the dance she does when she she's been spurned she's got the blue in her hair she's mm-hmm. spiked it out um and and Saul's like oh, can, oh it's dead in here can you like spice it up and so she goes out to dance and she is angry let's talk about this angry dance because you know you go in she gets out onto the floor she pushes someone. Wait, wait. Before. Oh, we, wait. Go. Oh, sorry. As she's walking down the stairs, she's just hitting she hits the brick wall, wall yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Like hurting herself. And then she like knocks, hits a tray of, of drinks, of drinks, smashes glass. And it's part of her dance. Yeah. And then pushes somebody. And she pushes someone. And then she goes into it. And then they're like, oh, it's okay. She's, da- she's angry dancing. Like, I'm like, you just smashed a lot of glass on this dance she, floor. Like, she, sm- she, she does a lot of like glass smashing at the, cause at the um, fancy gala, she like just drops all of those drinks. Oh, and like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, after the dance fight, she just runs through Manhattan for some reason. Just yeah. sprints. She sprints through Manhattan. You were saying something very funny. You're like, where's her purse? Yes. <laughs> it really bothers me that uh, women in movies don't have purses because I, I just feel like I'm constantly burdened by my purse. Same here. Granted, I do carry around like a purse the size of Rhode Island. Like but I'm like, maybe I'll have to carry everything I've ever owned. But still, like... Y- what would you do if you were like you were spurned by something and you were crying? You did an angry dance thing and then you're like, I just gotta run. You're running crying. There's a great song in the background, and then you reach your apartment and you don't have your keys. <laughs> that would fucking suck. Cause then you have to like run right back and be like, I have to get my keys and then like oh, run back. <laughs> like, where's my, my God. bag? <laughs> Put the music back on and let me get my tears all set. Oh, I'm so sweaty now. <laughs> oh, I'll just walk back. Yeah, uh, I'll just call a lift. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can angry run for like one block and then I'm like, I'm done. I've oh, yeah. Got it out of my I, system. I was picturing like, cause obviously like filming had to like block off that block like a few blocks to like for that one tracking shot of her running of like you know when like they like hear when they like block off things and people are like oh what are they filming <laughs> i was just like picturing like what do these people think is happening and like oh what are they filming and like center stage two and they're like what <laughs> like, oh man you like 
like took up a whole city blog for this movie. And okay, I I wonder if they even blocked anything off. Maybe they just oh. had like a like a camera in, in like the back of a cab. They don't yeah, even have their a own dude car. in a car. Yeah, you know, like just keep it steady. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't know what the budget of this movie is because I think it has like four speaking roles in it. Four total. speaking roles. Um, I uh, all the the acting in this movie looked like you know when like sometimes like in the when I can't sleep or whatever I'm just like scrolling around through like Amazon Prime or Netflix and I just like find some random movie made by whoever you know like it looks like a glorified like like student film mm-hmm. and it's like so bad the acting's so bad no one's an actor yeah like they're so stilted on screen and it's like that's what all of these that's what she came across as oh yeah and i feel bad saying this because she has a career that i want like i would love to be in as many like <laughs> like roles as she does but like it, she she really looks so uncomfortable it is there is something I was saying while we were watching this that I was like, if she was a better ballet dancer, I would forgive her acting. But the fact is, like, she's a she's she's a bad actor in this and also a bad ballet dancer. Yeah. And so that like I'm like, you couldn't find someone who was like better at dance. Like she's very fit. And she and does. And she can break dance. She can well. break dance. But she this can't isn't ballet. This isn't break. This is break dancing. This isn't break dancing. It's movie. a ballet movie. It's just like uh, those are two different skills. Mm-hmm. You can you could be a ballet ballet dancer who also break dance, but like there, it's not that if you're trained in ballet, you also know how to break dance because that's what right. Tom Sanderson they seem to like. Tommy, he's like I'm a hockey player who did ballet, mm-hmm. and I somehow at some point learned how to break dance. Yeah, and, and obviously in the really well, and yeah, he's a better break dancer than ballet. Like it's it's like very clear that these two lead actors were break are break dancers. They're not ballerinas. Um, and yeah, you're so right. Like, like it, it's very hard to watch her on her point shoes. Yeah. Um, because I'm just like worried she's going to just like dislocate her ankle. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it stresses me out. Well, and I know the ballet community has a problem when people who aren't trained in point, like do point because they like, it is dangerous. Mm -hmm. And they say like, you're kind of spreading this message that anyone can do point. And, um, like people will just try it and then and hurt, hurt themselves. themselves. Yeah. Um, and so there is that element of like, yeah, you want to look good on your feet. And it's just, it's just compared to all the other people around her who are clearly ballet dancers cause they're extras. And so like, why would they cast non ballet dancers? They just ha- like their feet look so significantly better. Yeah. And it's like very hard, like during the final audition sequence, like it was really hard to like not, look at the other people like because in the then like be like look at their feet and then look at her feet and it's well, like there's a real in like these movies there's a you know it's just like they, they they just sort of like show us they're like oh she's so wonderful but like there's never any indication that they're better like right. it's just sort of like they're they're telling us that they're better yeah you look at the reactions of the people watching them and being like oh my god <laughs> That's it's, how they, you guys should see my uh, <laughs> They shit themselves. Uh, <laughs> head explodes. Because, uh, uh, yeah, that's, this is a popular theme in dance movies, which is, like, the girl who has bad feet and not enough training but has the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a popular theme in this movie. and But, like, you never see it in the dancing 
and you know that yeah. might just be filmmaking in general and you mm-hmm. have to like fake it and they do that a plenty but like but like jody sawyer like who knows if she had like the actress herself was but like <laughs> like I'm gonna use the line like you can't take your eyes off of her you know <laughs> like she you really see a woman who's enjoying dance like even like Zoe Saldana's character like when you watch her like whether or not she's doing the moves like you see this actress who is playing this part who is enjoying dance with Kate Parker you're not see- you, you know with Rachel Brooks like you're not seeing that you're yeah. seeing someone who's just like really struggling to like look like a ballerina and it shows it's just like I'm like why do you want to be a ballerina go mm-hmm. be a break dancer you seem pretty good at that and yeah it, it seemed and actually it seems like it's paying off because you have a job at a club where you dance and also serve drinks and maybe get blowjobs I mean like right and it's like she's always like about like cutting loose you know whatever she's like oh like because she ends up training the the Tommy guy when he gets that note from Cooper of like think outside the box like open your heart find your or passion find your passion and so he like finds her and she's like helping him with the pot of dough. and um but like whenever and so like during the sequences when she's just like oh we gotta like hang loose and like feel it then she's breakdancing, and it's like, I think breakdancing is your passion. I don't think ballet yeah. is what you want to be doing. It is also funny that um, the scene where Cooper Nielsen's like, Tommy, like, find something else other than Suzanne, is immediately after he's like, Suzanne, Tommy, I'm going to pair you guys together. You guys have really great chemistry. And then it's like, Tommy, don't bang this girl. Like, right, like, yeah. It's like immediately just like, find inspiration elsewhere and I'm like yeah you couldn't find that in the class like what's going on I feel like that scene because that scene that he has where it's like we see the ballet of Coop, like that that's like a really integral scene because it is setting everything in motion mm-hmm. because it is like Cooper saying like hey dude you got to go find inspiration our dude does he finds Kate and then you know the, the story happens and it's like that integral scene it it felt like it had made no sense at all. Like Cooper shouldn't have like it was just like well like I think the whatever they were like well we need an inciting incident or we need a catalyst to move the plot forward and it's like okay I get that like you need the, you need to move the plot forward but like it's also gotta like make sense you know is that, like e- even if. Suzanne was like I want you to be my partner and he's like oh I don't really think we have the connection and she's like no and then somehow through like Jonathan wanting money or something like makes them partners that would that would give more agency than like they are partners doing fine uh-huh. they're made official partners after Cooper Nielsen gives this whole speech of like oh like we're gonna try out different pairs because mm-hmm. we have to like test each other's chemistry and then it's just like <laughs> hey, get out of this. Like, yeah. And it's like, what are you, like, and it's like, that scene is like, well, what are you saying? Like, what, like, he was so vague about it. Yeah, there, yeah, I there's like. maybe that's what, why that scene bothered me. Because it was like, he's like, think outside the box. Like, and when you say that to someone, like, hey, like, when you're doing your life, think outside the box. And it's like, what are you talking about? I feel like that's like a real um, like acting professor's note when they don't have anything else to <laughs> yeah, say. Like yeah, exactly, yeah. They're like, shit. I don't know. Like, go find some inspiration. Like, go walk around or something. Yeah. And then, like, yes. as a young theater student, you're like, okay. Yeah. And then you're just like, leaves, trees. Look at that couple on the park bench. Oh my god, I'm growing. Yeah. Yeah. It's my mind. So then, if for like Cooper, for him to. Now I just want to, like, rewrite this movie. Like, for Cooper to, like, give Tommy this speech of, like, think outside the box. Like, was he see... He 
he wasn't seeing Tommy like struggle somehow. Cause like, let's say like Tommy, like what you're saying, like Tommy was struggling. Like mm-hmm. he, this isn't where he's supposed to be, but maybe it is. And like Cooper's like, you do belong here, but you got to think outside the box. Like, yeah. Then, then that would make sense. It felt like, like all the parts of a movie were in this movie, but it wasn't a movie. <laughs> it was. It, it did feel like a bunch of scenes just struck together. Yeah. I feel like these I, are scenes or movies. So also I'm impressed that this is like an hour and a half long, an hour 40, because uh, in center stage uh, one, we have like three different storylines going on. Mm-hmm. And this is very much one storyline going mm-hmm. through involving three people yeah. At best, um, you know, other people come in and out, but like it's basically like just two people dancing in a in a closed down club. Yeah, I mean, I think there were a lot of like, yes, this movie was an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say 45 minutes of this movie were all dance sequences. Which the dance that weren't ballet dance sequences. That were not great ballet dancing dan- sequences. And if if that's gonna be the case, I want them to be better. Yeah, I know. Like if. If we're going to get a bunch of breakdancing dance sequences and we're trying to like go up to the step, step it up crowd, then I want some step it up quality dance sequences. Agreed. Yeah. I need some, I need more people. I need, you know. Yeah. Better lighting. Better lighting. Yeah. I need close up of sweaty abs. I mean. Yeah. And I want to see like tricks. Like I want to see like, you know. Yeah. Like I, I want to. Yes. Yeah. I also had an issue because they rehearsed mostly in a club at like after hours. So like uh, during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever like shot anything in a club like when it's not club sense? I have. Yeah. yeah. And it's always got a weird smell to it. There's like, like a weird dust. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. Well, there's like a real um, you never want to see a club during the day, like in full no. daylight. It just there's none of the mat. Not that I love clubs ever and mm-hmm. think there's they're magical at all but like there's none of the mystique there it's just like no, it's just you realize sticky. how yeah it's so sticky and it's like you realize how gross everything is and everything mm-hmm. shows its age and it's got like a smell and it's just like uh and it's got it's stale air and that like i couldn't get over that like visceral experience watching them like do ballet in that club. That's fascinating. Like I was like, oh, it's just like that floor has got to be sticky and like, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just got to be gross smelling. And and they're just like, they're like doing ballet. I know. Yeah. Um, With that sequence, we got into a thing where it was like, wait, who's training who? Because first yeah. he goes to, so like he, he, so he gets this note, think outside the box, goes to Kate and he's like, oh, can you help me? And she's like training him. And then all of a sudden Kate, it's like, I want to re-audition for ABA or ABC. ABA or ABC? ABA. AB- the company is ABC. ABC. Okay, the Academy is A. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, And then suddenly he's teaching her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, which one of them is the good dancer? Because none of them are. <laughs> like, who's who's good at what? Because it seems like both of them are good at nothing. It's also like I can understand you're self-taught and you're like, okay, I didn't get into ABA. They're all there's also dance classes that you can yeah. attend in New York that aren't. She goes around and like tries to do other academies, and then mm-hmm. they're like, oh. Like, no, 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 you're not allowed. But also she's like walking in in class. It's so oh, weird. Yeah. In the middle of a class, she's just like, I'd like to audition. And like the teacher's like, um, you need references. Um, excuse me. They're not. 
they don't even say no. They're just like, you just need a, a DVD. <laughs> oh, a like, DVD, yeah. You're like, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Did you see one where she, there was like, it was a quick scene where she was like talking to a dance teacher and in the background, it was like a three-year-old dance class. Like it was like three-year-olds <laughs> and tutus. Like I would like that. <laughs> it wasn't three, but it was like a kid. She just like Billy Madison's <laughs> it, but they're dance academies. <laughs> I'm going to hear an audition for, like, um, Jolly like- Dinkles. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about her Instagram because I did just. Get- oh, yeah. We got to go down this. Yeah, I got this, it. This spiral. Um, so I, um, Rachel Brooksmith is is uh, active on Instagram. Um, I um, fell upon her social media presence when I, after I watched Center stage turned it up for the second time, I want to say five years ago. And um, boy, what a nosedive. Ooh. I don't know where to begin, but like she, this, this woman is, you know, an actress, but she is an athlete, like she's an athlete. Mm-hmm. And she's st- starting this thing called the Be Disruptive Movement. And she's sharing her story all about like helping girls find self esteem and liking themselves and feeling beautiful. Um, a lot of her message is like, don't try to be perfect while also having perfect hair, perfect makeup and a perfect body. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a weird message to have. It's a weird message because it's like one, one video is about like, look how great my abs are. And here's like all of these like cool squat moves you can do. And then the second one is just like, you're beautiful just the way you are. And then the next one is like, look at this new bikini I'm wearing and how sexy, I, you know? And it's like, what are you, I what's mean, your she, message? She is like a, like a Cosmo magazine, like per- personified, like it, yeah. it is that level mm-hmm. of like, oh, embrace yourself and also fix yourself, like yeah, because there, I mean, there was a thing I, you know, when I like took a really big nosedive into her Instagram, I want to say maybe two years ago, where she was very big promoting the keto diet, mm-hmm. um, and was talking about like keto stuff all the time and started this hashtag that's like it was hashtag fuck sugar like sugar is drugs like sugar is really bad like it'll kill like you know spreading like like you know say what you will about my point being she's not a she's not a nutritionist you know she's not a doctor and like this woman can't be like spreading misinformation or any type she shouldn't be saying any type of information like she's an expert on diet you know and like I think that like really like triggered me a little bit well i am i'm like sort of wading into the like intuitive eating world me too yeah um and like i'm loving there's like that level of like saying like diets don't work let's just trust our bodies and like embrace the fact that like look your body's gonna change as as you age and and i think i'm like trying to fully embrace that idea Mm -hmm. but it's i can't fully embrace it when when like I'm hearing someone being like eat that donut when they're also very skinny yeah because either I'm like okay either you don't have this issue because your metabolism or whatever and so you eating I think like probably doesn't have the same mental like blocks that mine does Mm -hmm. or you're not following your own advice I don't know. So there's like a level where I'm like, I need someone who's a little bit chunky to like tell me, For like, sure. eat, eat whatever you want. Because then I'm like, okay, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need someone who's like, listen, I have high cholesterol too. Eat a burger. You yeah. know what I mean? Because that's the thing. Like, it's also like with with diet, like, the, you know, it's like also like 
if you have a health issue, like if your labs are indi- in- indicating that you need to change your diet, like, yeah. But yeah. if it's like, oh, don't you want to be confident? Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. change your diet because you want to be confident. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I think that's because then it's like also saying like, oh, you if you don't look like I do, you should not be confident. Like that's yeah. the level. Whereas like intuitive eating is just like, let's fuck diet culture and like be confident in who you are. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what your size, because like, par- like you just can't let this like patriarchy down kind of, kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And we're all just so hungry. So we're so weak and we're like, Ugh. um, and I like that element of it. And then I think like, yeah, the message that she's sort of spreading is a little bit of the other side where it's like, be confident because you're fit and because you mm-hmm. aren't eating sugar. And it's, a, it's very much like a control aspect. Yeah, there um, is, there is something about, and it's not in like, uh, you know, I get like, we were talking like, we, like, I love exercising. I think mm-hmm. it's like very good for, you know, I, it, it's my therapy and I hear like her doing that. Like, you know, she, she posts like exercise stuff, but like to give like, you know, like a, so like she's saying that like built like being beautiful comes from exercising and eating healthy or whatever or just, I don't know what I'm trying to say but I'm saying like the message that she is putting out like is like to be confident is to avoid these things that wouldn't make you confident but like she's what am I saying hold on I will figure this out I mean um, I'm I'm following it's like okay. a, it's like a level of like because you have like because you have this like level of self-control over your diet and like your exercise, you can be confident and it's like, it's like a control issue thing as opposed to saying like, yeah, you can, you can enjoy exercise for like the endorphin level. And like Mm -hmm. there, I mean, I think that's like the thing I'm struggling the most with like separating, um, diet from like health and skinny from here. Yeah. Where it's like, you can want to be healthy and like, yeah, I love exercising, uh, but that doesn't have to like mean I'm also like counting calories or like, Oh God, I need to eat, you know, a salad rather than fries or whatever. And, and, and sort of just like trusting your body to like know what it needs. Yeah. And I think what's frustrating is like looking at intuitive eating. Like when you look at Rachel Brooke Smith's body, I think as a society, we're like, that's a healthy woman Mm -hmm. versus if we look at some, like a, a, you know, normal person's body who doesn't have those defined abs are we really thinking like is that person healthy or are we thinking Rachel Brooke Smith is healthy you know it's like when you like see someone who's like lost a lot of weight and you're like oh my god you look so healthy Mm -hmm. and then they're like oh well no I actually was sick and I lost a lot of weight because I'm sick so I'm not healthy and it's this like weird mentality of like equating health with with like your physical appearance yeah I mean there's that level of like as long as you're skinny you're healthy and yeah and plenty of skinny people have terrible you know health problems uh and it's just because whatever the, their body doesn't keep weight on it um and then there's also like plenty of people that are you know like yoga masters who don't aren't perfectly skinny right yeah. um I mean that's like one thing that I really loved about I think like I, I mean with like Rachel Bloom and crazy ex-girlfriend is like watching someone who isn't that like stick skinny self be a, like a star of a TV show, but mm-hmm. also like do full dance numbers very clearly is like athletically, you know, capable, but is also like, I'm going to eat something. Like, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I enjoyed because it's like, also not everyone fits into that box of mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be super skinny. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't 
my story doesn't get to be told. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating. Just like when I like started reading about intuitive eating and like looking and reading and listening to this podcast, I'm like, Oh my God, every single thought I have about anything is framed through diet culture. Mm -hmm. And I think that like what Rachel Brooksmith is doing is like, propagating diet culture oh, in a lot, own yeah. way and it's just like I get so triggered by it like looking at her I'm just like oh man I think she, up. she is very low rise jeans man. Low-rise a lot jeans. of low rise jeans I'm surprised we didn't see like a thong poking out I feel like that was the era I right mean, I would say that was maybe like I'm really splitting hairs here but thong poking out I want to say is 2003 and this mm. was 2008 you're right so I don't mean to. We we had moved past the visible underwear. Like it's the underwear got too visible, and now it needed to be invisible. I really feel like, um, yeah, a lot of the early two thousands, I've like blocked out of my mind. I guess. Like, um. I, yeah. Same here. Because yeah. I do feel like when I watch this movie, I'm like, it's bringing back memories that I lived, but um, it, it, they feel like they're coming back as if they're repressed. Like, it's yeah. Like, like I'm like, oh my god, I remember wearing yeah. a belt like that. And exactly. Like, it was the belt. I was like, oh yeah, those studded belts. Oh, the studded decorative belts. The studded decorative belts. Low hip. Like low rise jeans, super low rise jeans, insanely low rise jeans, and it's like, again, like her, the only, like she's the only body whose pants will not fall down, you know, yeah. like any other one else, like our pants would, just held up purely by abs. Yeah, she like was constantly using her abs to like make sure her pants didn't and fall again, down. And again, because you know you had to wear that decorative belt, so it's you don't even have a belt that you can hold up with. No, it's, it's decorative. only decorative. You only can do decorative belts. I do remember wearing a lot of vests, though. I mean, and she rock vests. I did. She did have a lot of sweet vests. I wore a lot of vests uh, that I no longer wear. I wish I wore more vests when they were popular. Oh well. I feel like I was very. I'm satisfied with my vest wearing. I'm, I did it. You did it. I hear you. I uh, I'm sated. I feel like I really, I really got that vest. I never wearing. need to wear a vest again. If I don't ever wear a vest, I'll be happy. <laughs> um, I do. Uh, because all, you know what? If, if anything, I feel like this movie didn't emphasize enough the last dance number. Um, right. Because dance movies are essentially equivalent to a, an inspirational sports movie, which is like mm-hmm. we know it's going to end on some sort of big performance. Yeah. Um, and this does end on a uh, performance that's like introduced on page 70 mm-hmm. of the script um, of this musical dance experience of Cinderella. Right. Um, yeah. On Broadway, but it is ballet. Um and uh, so they so they do this open call of which the um, ABA dancers have like a special pre-audition. Yeah. I felt like in this movie there were a lot of like, if you do well, you'll get to audition to audition to audition <laughs> for this. And it's like, like, we got to do well. We got to audition to audition to audition. And it's like, wait, where, what are like they doing, getting jobs? <laughs> it's like doing groundlings. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can audition to be on the wait list yeah. for the writer's lab. <laughs> Woo! Can't wait. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. Yeah. Um, and so uh so they audition um beforehand. Uh I I did also I like the fact that Tommy Anderson left leaves with the two other non-speaking parts mm-hmm. um behind him. 
Um, but Suzanne is just still in the audition room. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and then she, and then uh, Kate Parker comes in and then they do have this insane scene where they only call out the two of them and ask them questions about their resumes. Yeah. Like, let's call out the protagonist and the antagonist and ask them about their lives. You know, and I did appreciate the fact that they did swap the hairs because usually the blonde is the um, protagonist Mm -hmm. and and this time she was the antagonist. Yeah, I'm sure they were just like, well, listen, it's center stage. Turn it up. we got to turn things around. She's going to be a brunette. Guys, hold on to your hair. (laughs) We have an idea for you. Yeah, it was weird because it was like, oh, let's do 2% a chorus line in this scene. Like, no one... They didn't ask any other dancer, like, hey, tell me about your background. Also, like, dancers don't talk. Like, why do they care? You know? I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, like, totally dismissed No, no, no. But, no, like, I, I mean, feel like, why would they? You, you don't have that at auditions for acting, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just, it was just such an insane part. And I think it was, like, try, she was sort of, like, they were, like, we don't have your resume. And she's, like, I don't have one. Um, although I'm still, like, oh, why... I can't imagine that you went from like dancing in your living room to auditioning for ABA like yeah. and people being like you're so talented and it's like where did you see them like, right yeah perform um and then like make it up like she said I had you mm-hmm. I have my size card well like put your sizes on your resume and then just like give it to them and yeah, be like oh that's like, weird you have nothing on your resume and she's like this is my resume and show her your moves and then just show the butt <laughs> show your butt uh, and you could say dancer at the uh what was it? The Falcon? The, no, the, the Falcon. The Falcon Foundation. The, the, the foundry. foundry. The Foundry. We found it. We foundried it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, that's like the most generic club. I feel like the Foundry. Yeah. It's industrial club. It may, that movie makes it seem like it's the only club in New York. It really does because it seems like a lot of people just wander into Everyone it. Everyone knows where the Foundry is. There's no other club in New York to go it's to. It's also just like Tommy has like a bunch of postcards for it, but then he just. His friend owns it. His friend Sal owns it. His friend Sal, who I guess is somehow connected to hockey. There's a lot of just convenience in it. Oh, yeah. The whole thing is, yes. This is a lot of like, oh, and then this happens and not like. Like, how did that happen? this, then that. Because like. like the Susanna fall, like is like goes to the foundry and is able to find Tommy. And it's like, how did she know that he was going to the foundry and now she's here? Oh, uh, that, that delightful, though the other woman who was in ABA who has like one line. Yeah. And it's like quite literally Suzanne being like, let's go out tonight. Let's go find out where Tommy's going. And she's like, okay. And they're yeah. Like, and they're like, this is it. And it's like, how did you know? Where's I mean, your story? You PI dancer. Ugh. And, that is a show we need to write. I know. Dancer by day, PI also by day. Because <laughs> dancing is hard. Takes up, and I takes can't up work time. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I, I doing? Need a day job. She solves all those dance related crimes. Where, where, that, where did you put my point shoes? Oh, I put it in the wrong locker. Oh. <laughs> Case solved. <laughs> credits, credits. Yeah. Season 14 on CBS. <laughs> Just like a nice, like cozy mystery, like, um, you know, like Angela Lansbury style. Like, oh, I've been watching a lot of Murder, She Wrote. I, gotta, is, I need to just take a day off and watch those. Uh, it is so delightful. Very low stakes. That's what I love. Yeah. But however, it's always like Someone's a, a good friend of hers has been murdered. <laughs> and then she's just like, whatever. Like, 
I'll just prance around this resort. And then she solves the crime. Yeah. Um, but it, the stakes never seem right on Murder, She Wrote. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I can see that being the case. Also, it's like at a certain point, how close are these friends? You know? like Right. Is yeah. it like the type when I'm like seeing someone who I know from the comedy community and commercial and I'm like, oh, that's my friend. And I'm like. No, no, they're not. They're like, not. Yeah. I, I maybe am Facebook friends with them. Like, maybe. Yeah, totally. I'm yeah. rooting for them. Like, it's like, but, oh, good. You're getting work. Now, when I'm with someone, I can be like, I know that person. Yeah. I have that bragging right. I know that person's name. Yeah. Because it's gotten to the point. So they're just like, oh, that's my friend. I'm like, really? I mean, I was like, well, my acquaintance. Well, da, da, da. and I'm like, it's just, it's LA. You know? Like, it is what LA. Is, what is this? I don't know. We're just ebbing and flowing. Just ebbs and flows. And you can email them and... You know, they might respond. Yeah. Or you'll like run into them and like maybe the two of you will like get enough courage to say hi or you'll both like look the other way and be like, I know that person and then leave. I will say the last performance, going back to it. Uh, oh, yeah. This. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets the part of Cinderella um, in the glass slipper. The last dance is so it's like bad. it's really bad. It's a bad production. Mm hmm. Uh, the I costumes wanna, are bad. The costumes are terrible. The setting and the, the dance. Well, let's not even go there. Oh, it's so rough. Yeah. Oh God, she's wearing. She's also like for a final like Cinderella dance. She's wearing this like one piece unitard. Yeah. Um, it is truly terrible. It's so bad. Like, and it's like, the, the, like they were just like, oh, it's a new take on Cinderella, and it was like. Okay, well, their take was that their clothes were just like a bunch of spandex and they just like threw paint on it. And they're like, it's a new take on Cinderella. Yeah. And I'm like, what? No. Like, I don't know. It was. And he's just like not wearing a shirt. No, who's he? It's like, it's very confusing. Yeah. Like, what's the. Yes. Yeah. And it was like the sets made no sense. Mm -hmm. I just felt like the whole time, like, they were like, um, undermining my intelligence, I guess. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, like, really serving it up, I guess. <laughs> they were just sort of like, nah, they're idiots. They'll gobble this up. Granted, yeah. we did. We did. I mean, we uh, I, we did and loved it, but... Um, <laughs> well, okay, speaking of which, what do you think, like, were good parts of this movie? Good parts of this movie. All right. Um, I, d- I do enjoy... I think Peter Gallagher's great. He's my good part, too. Um, he was great. He's great. Even in his last scene where he's just like, he's like, I was wrong and you have talent. He's very good. He's a good actor. Agreed. If anything, he is like perhaps making it more obvious that everyone else is a, such a rough actor because yeah. he is so good at like the simplest of lines that are yeah. like, oh, I see you are dancing with Kate. And, and like already I'm like, I'm engaged. Exactly. And like, I have a feeling that Peter Gallagher did not read the script. He's like, just give me the sides. I'll go in, do my thing and bolt. He was like, just give me the line I need immediately right yeah. now. He's and then filmed everything in a day. Of course. And he still was exceptionally better. Uh, and I will. And I do love Cooper Nielsen because I. He's great. I love him in the first movie and like him coming back. And I, it, it does really tickle me the like first scene where they have where he's just like, well, your company's belly up. Bye. It's so funny because like it's funny when I mean, you were talking about like side plot lines, it would be interesting to like have this plot line of like, oh, what happens when like your dance company fails? Like what an interesting plot, like B plot line that could yeah. have been of like. I would love, I would love 
that movie? Where's the movie where the Cooper yeah. Nielsen uh, dance company falls apart? And like, what happens to Jodie Sawyer? Yeah, um, she's just gone. She's gone. Like, she went back. All of the char- they couldn't get any of the other characters to come back. Not That's even, saying a lot. Not even the female dance instructor from Center Stage. I know. And I'm like, well, is she doing anything? She's um, probably like. No thing. She's probably read it and was like, there isn't any ballet in this. It's all breakdancing. I disagree. I am out. I am Liter- doing, yeah. They really did cast a lookalike and was like, maybe you'll. It's so funny. Maybe you won't notice. Yeah. And, and they dressed like, her like exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bitch, we noticed. <laughs> um, And then I do. I mean, I did like the breakdancing. It's good breakdancing at times. Yeah, there the breakdancing is good. If anything, I just like wanted like a locked off shot of that. It was like a lot of like mm-hmm. close ups on feet. Which yeah. might indicate that they're not doing as many moves as they're implying. Mm-hmm. But um, I also, I did enjoy, so after the world's most awkward date where I was, at first I was like, oh, it's not going well. And then I guess it did go well. You didn't think it wasn't going well. I'm just kidding. It was <laughs> terrible. The whole thing was terrible. Um, I thought they were going to do like another thing where she was going to like eat fettuccine Alfredo <laughs> and he was going to be like, oh, <laughs> A ballerina who eats fettuccine Alfredo. Oh man, you eat dairy. Oh, oh that's bang- you know what he says? The fettuccine here is banging. That's some banging fettuccine. Like he's been there before. Yeah. How many times has gotten to this restaurant? Oh, the fettuccine here is banging. But after that, <laughs> after that, they go to like uh, the world's wettest fountain oh, to boy. the point where I literally thought they were inside the fountain. Well, I feel like the week that they shot this movie, it was rain all the exteriors. It was raining. Yeah. They caught some bad weather. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was raining and they were by a fountain it pretending was, that it wasn't raining. It was raining fountain and they just do a tango um, to we hear music, but they never like imply that music is in the scene. Right. And so I was just imagining it, just them tangoing to silence, which really tickled me, my fancy um, yeah because uh, like uh, we were talking about like it would be so insane if you just saw like two people dancing like choreographed dancing to nothing mm-hmm. uh you'd really wonder yeah you'd be like you would look around and be like where's the music mm-hmm. and why can't i hear it and then it's like oh these two people are just like showing off like what are they doing well and like Improv Everywhere does like a, a prank that's like that mm-hmm. where everyone wears headphones and they like are part of a story that people from the outside aren't yeah. a part of. And so there is like that level of like, it is weird. Like it's weird mm-hmm. enough to do a prank about it. Um, so yeah, they just do this like tango dance by themselves, no music, yeah. which I thought was pretty great. Oh yeah. Oh, and then when he baby bird feeds her ice cream. Oh my God, that's so weird. So they have sex and they need some post ice cream sex, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he like, like feeds her ice cream himself. But it, it's this weird cause it, but it was like uh, coming up. Yeah. It wasn't sexy though. It was like awkward. No, it was, like, it was very like the first one was like. Oh, give me some, and yeah. when she, and then he like just he brings it in as if he's feeding a baby. I yeah, think that's like what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then like he, it, there's like another scene where she's sort of talking, and then the like spoon just sort of like <laughs> yeah. appears in her mouth, and she's like, oh okay, like, and I'm like, oh that's it's just like here comes the airplane, I know. Like, and it's like I'm fucking talking to you about my dreams, like get the spoon away, dude. <laughs> Uh, also in that scene, uh, she did decorate her apartment with like just unlit tea lights oh, just that was everywhere. So funny. That was so great. I mean, but like I'm like, if you're noticing that, then that maybe is an issue with the movie. But sure. Like, well, yeah. Well, did you have any other favorite points that I 
ha- haven't brought up? I mean, I do think, okay, so Cooper was at the foundry and he was brought into a dance battle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, I wish it could have, I wish he, it was cool to watch him in that dance battle. Like, I wish I could have been more blown away, but I think by that point I had been watching most of the movie and was not blown away at all. Mm-hmm. So I think my expectations were really low, but I thought it was interesting to watch this ballet dancer, like, do, bring what he does to a dance battle. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. I wish it could have gone on more. I was actually, yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed in their dance battle. Like, yeah. I was sort of like, they sort of, and they build it up as he's like, oh my God, you're such an incredible dancer. And yeah, I really wanted to see more. Um, yeah, because it would be really cool to just like, well, I just want to watch Cooper Nielsen dance. Like, I think that's like why, yeah, that's why we're all here, you know? I mean, there is that level of you want to see like incredible dance and good moves and sexy people be, you know, mm-hmm. challenge and lift each other. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that, there's that. There's um, that. Yeah. It is just like, it's a movie where everyone's telling her that she's super special while they don't really show it ever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. It was like, we're relying on the environment to show how great she is, as opposed to us being with her on this emotional journey and us learning how great she is through her watching mm-hmm. her, you know? Yeah. There's also, this is going back, but there's a, she learns th- via DVDs. She like tapes performances and, and imitates them, which seems like a terrible way to teach yourself ballet. Yeah, no one um, can do that. Well, that's who am I to say? Well, I mean, it's just like for ballet where it's like technique. I, I just feel like you maybe want some training. Yeah. Agreed. But at the beginning, it's also her sister. Her sister is like, oh, mom taught you. Right. And she doesn't mention her mom. And then I, and then at a certain point, she's like watching a like a ballet. And I thought it was going to be her mom. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, maybe her mom was a ballet dancer. <laughs> Where's this plot? I know. Doesn't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of like introductions to interesting things but it never went anywhere maybe this movie was like four hours long and they had to cut a lot out um i believe it maybe the script was 300 pages long <laughs> like we gotta go right. into this story yeah and like this story and it's like oh man none of this makes any sense They're but like, let's go yeah. back to the 1800s yeah. <laughs> the founding of ballet like i have a question about your script um could you imagine like going on a script meeting with this and be like this is supposed to be the sequel to center stage two and now you're talking about like time travel and like ballet on mars and you're like just read it well i mean passport to paris that is a time travel ballet show yes i oh i did start watching dance academy oh i love it so much so good it's so good so good passport to paris not as good oh bummer but, i gotta watch it or find me in paris find, me, find in paris. me in paris yeah. it's um it's a delight it's uh, oh good oh, okay oh it's it like then. a delight mm-hmm. um but there's like a lot of questions about it like why yeah why does this exist um <laughs> I would love to find the script for this. Do you think the WGA library has it? Um, for Center Stage, you turn it up. Um, I, I think so. We can find, maybe find it. I find it. I don't know. If not, someone's transcribed it. Sure. That someone is me. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You've learned all your screenwriting from Center yeah. Stage transcriptions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned everything I need to know about movies, acting, writing. All from watching Center Stage. This, Turn it up. It does remind me, I met this couple who wrote Legally Blonde 3. Okay. Um, There's a third? There is a third. Oh, wow. Um, it doesn't star Reese Witherspoon at all. Okay. 
Um, it's about these two British blonde twins mm-hmm. who attend a prep school where there's like a real riff between the scholarship students and the rich students. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to defend themselves in a court case. Um, and they're, cause they're partial scholarship students. Uh, I saw this movie because my job at the time did a promotion. And so we got a bunch of free DVDs Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And then I met them later and they were talking about it and they were like, Oh, you saw that movie? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, just want you to know that we pitched a very different movie from (laughs) what that was. And it was like very much like them being like, I just, just, just know that we didn't want to make that movie too. And so it does make me like wonder like at what point it is. Cause like, I'm like, it's a very, you know, it's a Legally Blonde 3 movie. Right, yeah. I mean, I definitely think when when you watch Center Stage 3, I know. Oh, I'm so excited. Because, you know, I, great. I had seen this movie. I remembered parts of this movie, but mm-hmm. I, it wasn't fresh in my mind. I had only watched it at least once, at yeah. may, uh, the most once mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. this. Um, but Center Stage 3, I haven't seen. It's going to be a new it's- experience for me. If you think that this movie was a disaster. Oh, I mean, Sunday's Age 3, the director took his name off. I think the director took their name off. I believe it's Director X, which I think <laughs> I think is a name. I think it's a term directors use. Well, I have to look this up. But like, I think it's a term directors use when they don't want their name included on like a thing that they did. Like, I think they're allowed to be like, say, Director X, because I don't want it's my ex- name. I mean, that's like such a funny part of... Hollywood. I mean, I guess I have plenty of projects that I've been paid for that I'm like, ugh, I hope no one ever sees this. Mm-hmm. But um, it is like this weird thing where your name just sort of like floats around and you'd be yeah. like, oh, do I want to be associated with this? I, know. I don't know. Because like, it's like someone looks at you on IMDb and you're like, oh, God, Center Stage 3. Well, I'm a liar. I'd love to be associated with Center Stage 3. Oh, but like, you know. Associated with you Center know Stage what I mean. 4. Oh, I'll be a part. Oh, God, I hope there's a Center Stage 4. There's going to be. Someone's um, thinking about it. There's the animated TV show <laughs> Center Stage. Oh, dear God. We really need to picture that. <laughs> we need to come in with some storyboards. Oh, man. I yeah. mean, this is ultimately going to lead to us developing our own oh, ballet absolutely. TV show. Yeah, I, that's, where, that's why we're here. Um, um, how are we doing on time? I'm, I was checking. I'm just curious about that. Uh, hour, hour and a half. Okay. Do you think we should? Um, we could, we could wrap it up. Should we wrap it up? Um, do you have any thoughts? Uh, any thoughts? You know, I did. Um, no, I think I said all my thoughts. I think this was. It's like enjoyable. It is enjoyable. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. I'd say watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you like Center Stage and you need, if you like watch Center Stage and you're like, I just want to scratch more of that itch, mm-hmm. Center Stage Two is a is a delight. Yeah, it's if you, if your itch is to see ballet, then I'd say go to the ballet. But if you're like, no, I want a Center Stage, watch Center Stage Two. To scratch well, I itch. because like Center Stage is its own genre. It's just Agreed. it's not. It is a ballet movie, but it's not a ballet movie. Mm-hmm. It's about the world of dance. It's about the drama behind the dance. Yeah. Which this movie also is. Uh, I will say it is. it does seem like the G-rated version of Flesh and Bone. So maybe yes. just watch Flesh and Bone. Yeah, you know what? You're 100% right. Watch Flesh and Bone. Um, <laughs> if you, like, want to... But if you don't... If you want to watch Flesh and Bone but not, like, feel sad, then, you know... <laughs> then watch this, Watch I this, guess. yeah. So, it's, you know, you have your options. Flesh and Bone is a rough watch. Yeah, it's a it's rough, but really good. Uh, this is, uh... Yeah. yeah. This was Bad Turnout. This is Bad Turnout. Second episode. Second turn episode. it up. Turn it up. This is the end. Turn it up. Bad turn turn out. Turn it up. <laughs> oh.
Yay! Bye! <laughs>